0: Welcome everybody, another episode of Ears Up In Depth, where Jeremy and I dig through the news and uh, bring to you only the finest, most pure reporting. This is stories you won't hear about anywhere else, other than where we got them from in the first place. But the commentary is what you live for, and this is what you join us here for each and every other week. <laughs> well, most each and every other week. Jeremy, how you doing, man? I'm great.
1: It's great to be back. I feel like I've seen you so much lately between the last in-depth we did and the last show we did. Yep. And then the secret show you made me do. Oh, yeah. But you you, got, I got me out of my bed in my pajamas.
0: I reached through the phone and and pulled you out of bed. I was like, I'm going to bed. It's over. It's
1: done. And then I get in bed and I'm all comfy and I'm like, ah, and then my phone rings and I was like, I you <laughs> that guy. I knew it.
0: You know, I left that in the secret show. What do you mean you left it in the secret show? The phone call. Wait, you recorded the phone call to me? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh my god, I got to go on <laughs> I did. I didn't know you were recording that. Yeah, uh yeah, I mean I I just I had pushed record and then I'm like, you know, I'm going to cuz I'll forget sometimes if I don't do it. And um you know, that's technically illegal. <laughs> You know what? Sue me. I need you to sue. I need you to sue me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm calling Jeremy. <laughs> there we go. Who is it? Jeremy, uh, look, y- you know what? We're about to start the show, and you're not in here yet. I need you to come on the show. I'm in bed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. All right. Let me get out of my pajamas. And then it goes there like that. I edited it down a little bit because like some of it was kind of boring, but you th- oh, sorry. I wasn't as exciting in no, my bed. No, you, you're not very good,
1: but, uh, the, <laughs> I love all the banjo or whatever <laughs> that ukulele just starts <laughs> right. Yeah, I okay. Let good. me get out of my pajamas. <laughs> da-ding, da-ding, da-ding. Uh, I thought it
0: was pretty good. That's good stuff. You should yeah. prank me more. <laughs> don't, don't even, don't <laughs> even threaten me with a good time. Speaking of a good right. time, What's going on in SpectralRadio.us? I hear you have a new show. It's a brand new show.
1: It's called the Ears Up Disneyland Takeover. Wow, I love it. So it's every you know about this. It's every Thursday and Sunday morning at noon Eastern twelve Disney uh, noon Eastern nine a.m. Disneyland time. I guess noon noon Disney World time. Yeah, and ears up takes over the airwaves with uh, a nice assortment of Disneyland-only music. So, That's right. So taking a break from the never-ending, relentless audio. Hammering. Spe- <laughs> Spectrum magic and illuminations just battling back and <laughs> forth all day. We could give you some Disneyland West Coast audio.
0: Yeah, well, I'm glad we could do this for you, Jeremy, because I do really feel like you are uh, East Coast-centric, you know, just by nature, I imagine. And uh, not, a, not a thought given to our own little island of Anaheim out here. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity to introduce your listeners to Disneyland for the first time.
1: Yeah, some of them have, the, most of them probably have never heard of Disneyland. So this is probably <laughs> all new to them.
0: That's right. Let's well, some s- of the music.
1: I found, I don't know why it's not been on the station. Must be from when I switched back over to Live 365 a few years ago. I found audio that I don't have up from like really really deep cuts and Mm. it's like old 1950s disneyland radio commercials um and not the ones that are for the haunted mansion these are just like disneyland commercials and i I saw them today it's cool and i was like why don't i have these on the station and i thought i'm gonna put them on only for the ears up disneyland hour to make it special so if you want to hear that stuff you've got to tune in only during the ears up show but you can stay for other things, but, you, but that's the only time you'll hear this stuff.
0: <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it, man. Well, look, Jeremy, I have a handful of stories to go through, so why don't I just start off talking some brief uh, downtown Disney talk? Ooh, that's you exciting. That? You have the only downtown Disney left. That's true. It's absolutely true. Uh, Disneyland Resort President Ken Potrock posted some images to his Instagram account, about the ongoing construction in downtown Disney, specifically the new Disney Vacation Club Tower at the Disneyland Hotel. Seems like all this company wants to do is expand the DVC. That's their only game plan right now. (laughs) It's the only thing that they could think about in their minds, is expanding that that nonsense. Um, But vertical construction has begun on the new Disney Vacation Club Tower, coming to the Disneyland Hotel. And uh, like I said, uh, Ken Potrock has displayed a few images, which is... I mean, it's like uh, some steel girders and some insulation and then him staring up at some guys like 10 feet off the ground. That's really there's no <laughs> it's, it's really boring. Uh,
1: but he I says I saw that picture now that you bring that up. The way you just de- you describe it. Well, that's what it is. Yeah,
0: it's really weird. And he's like looking like slightly at a 45 degree angle with his hands in his slacks going. Yeah, I'm here. The message that uh, he displayed on Instagram says, quote, vertical construction has begun on the proposed new tower coming to the Disneyland Hotel. I had the chance to stop by for the special moment with colleagues from Walt Disney Imagineering. It's exciting to see this future addition to Disneyland begin to take shape. More ways for our guests to make memories with loved ones. First of all, it's not proposed. It is. It's a new tower. It's. I noticed that too. It's very weird phrasing. It's like it leaves room to just change it into something else. Uh, this is going to be a dark ride instead. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a twelve-story swimming pool. Anyway, it's a well. It is a twelve-story tower. Oh, I just I had made that up, but apparently wow. um, I was right. It's a twelve-story tower being built on approximately two acres in a corner of the Disneyland Hotel. Once the site of the Fantasy Waters Fountain Show. It also plans to include a little over 300 on-site parking spaces. The uh, DVC Tower will add 350 vacation club rooms to the existing 71 rooms at the Grand Californian. Wow, that's a yeah. huge increase of DVC. Uh, yeah, massive, right? It's a uh, an increase of nearly 600%. The new tower has been designed to complement the existing Disneyland Hotel's Frontier, adventure, and fantasy towers. The no specific theme has been announced to the new for the new tower, so it's sort of going to look like every other tower. Unlike what's the the monstrosity that's going on over at the Poly. Don't even don't even get me back on that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even get me on that.
1: I think at least and like exactly to your point, at least it's sort of architecturally congruent with what's already there. Right. Which what's already there is pretty basic and boring. So good job recreating basic and boring. Could you just not keep doing it in other places where we don't want basic and boring? Because that (laughs) is taking away. It's funny. I was watching. I've brought this uh, particular YouTube account up on here before because he does a really good job. It's called Mickey Views. Mm -hmm. And I was watching him last night and he was covering the news about the Polynesian. And he was saying that a lot of the imagineers that used to build these hotels have left. They've gone to Universal, they've got or they were just let go. And now where they've been hiring these new hotel designers is from the Vegas Strip or just Marriott mm-hmm. or Hilton, and they've been bringing in all these people apparently who are designing them, but they're doing what they did in these other <laughs> companies, and it's that's why we're getting this.
0: I mean, I wonder how he knows that. First of all, I guess you just look him up on look, I am or on uh, LinkedIn, maybe. And right. I don't know. He does more than just wonder about it, which is all we do. So <laughs> yeah, I wonder, uh, wonder what that would be like. I mean, it does make a lot of sense, but also, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that Imagineering. They pay okay, but you can make more money doing the same stuff at other places. Like, Disney doesn't really pay all that good for what what you're getting. <laughs> well,
1: for what we're getting, they shouldn't be getting paid much. How about that? <laughs> How about that?
0: All right, Jer, what do you got?
1: Oh, I thought you were going for uh, a break. No. I saw you gesture. So here I am. I would like to start my first story by saying number one. <laughs> I hear a polka and my troubles are through. Hoop de do, hoop de do. This kind of music is like heaven
0: to me. Hoop de do, hoop de do. It's got me higher than a kite Hand me down my soup and fish, I am gonna get my wish. Hoop de do, and it tonight.
1: Jason, that is the original theme song to the hoop doo Review, sung there by Perry Como, because that's the original version. And if you are wondering – oh, well, actually, I don't know if that's the true original version, but it's one of the first versions well before hoop doo Review. And if you're wondering why I played that, well, it's because at long last, the fan favorite – favorite I don't even think I should call it a fan favorite. I think I should call it the fan-obsessed Hoop-Dee-Doo Review Dinner Show is finally – Reopening and returning to the Pioneer Hall at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. I mean, it's been a while. This is the one we've been waiting for. Is it? okay?
0: everything else could sort of go away.
1: Everything else can go away. Many things have indeed gone away. But this (laughs) one we wanted back. The beloved dinner show was, of course, paused at the beginning of the pandemic. And fans on social media have been clamoring for its return. Some have even speculated that it was never returning, given that it's taken Disney so long. To make this announcement. By the way, this announcement was made this afternoon. So this is hot news off the presses. If you're listening to In-Depth, you are getting the latest, okay? This is an old. <laughs> okay, Rumors of both its demise and return have been swirling for months. I had heard that the actress had been called back last fall, only to be thrown back into hiatus once the rise of the Omicron variant started up again. Oh. But today, via TikTok and Twitter... The Disney Parks blog announced that our friends Jim Handy, Flora Long, Claire DeLune, Johnny Ringo, Dolly Drew, and the inimitable six-bit slocum will once again be delighting audiences with their music as guests dine on unlimited servings of fried chicken, ribs, mashed potato salad, and, of course, strawberry shortcake. The wow. show has a long history. It originally opened on June 14th, 1974. It was created in part due to the success of the Polynesian Review over at the Polynesian Village, which I just can't seem to stop talking about on this show <laughs> for the last three episodes. Oh, God. Here we go again. He won't stop. Uh, so that, uh, that's where the, it owes its beginnings to. It tells the story of a group of traveling vaudeville-esque performers whose stagecoach has broken down near the Pioneer Hall, and they come inside to entertain – while their coach is being prepared the show was meant to be a temporary summer engagement but following its first summers it was such an unqualified success disney replaced its original student performers who at the time had to return to school because summer was over and they installed a full-time regular cast and the show has continued ever since hoopty do review will officially return with performances beginning june 23rd and you will be able to make reservations starting May 26th, so get ready. It's back. Sounds delicious. How many times have you been? Probably 10 or 15. Wow. The last time I went, it might not be the last time, but one of the last times I went, I went with friend of the show, Miles. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we had a great evening, and that was the night he got he had a couple drinks, and then he went and bought DVC. (laughs) (laughs) Sucker. I sort of feel responsible
0: for that. You should. I think actually, I think legally you are now 20% in with his ownership. Like you're, you bought in. you owe him and you get to use 20% of his DVC. That's what I think how that works.
1: Uh, Good. Well, that is, that was, that's not the contract I gave him, but uh, he, or he doesn't know he signed that and I will be staying at that ugly new Polynesian now (laughs) thanks to him. So no, but uh, I'm very excited. We, I haven't i feel as though i haven't had a lot of positive things to say about disney lately or a lot of things to be excited about and that i just sort of rag on them constantly because it has been you know with a a pretty steady tempo of bad news every day and don't worry we're getting into some later tonight but i was very (laughs) pleased that there was something that i could come on here and celebrate that is a fan favorite so it's
0: back very good very good 21st Amendment Brewery's latest beer release, Tropical Brew Free or Die IPA, puts an island vacation in their whimsically designed cans. That's right, cans. This refreshing year-round
1: release Tropical IPA is brewed with pale and Munich malts, brimming with a Citra Cryo, and Mosaic hops, and topped with a splash of pineapple flavor. The result is a clean, refreshing beer featuring a mix of sweet malt, balanced bitterness, fruit-forward hops,
0: and a nice tropical vacation at the finish. Tropical Brew for Your Dye IPA is available at your local good beer shop, neighborhood taproom, and anywhere else people come together to find great craft beer. Well, Jeremy, you know, I like to beat the drum a little bit about how much Star Wars has taken over the Disney sphere of things. If you thought Marvel was bad, Star Wars is worse. You got the Star Wars lands in both coasts. You got that massive hotel, that windowless bunker of cosplayers. Well, originally what sort of started this whole thing about like, hey, I think there's too much Star Wars in Disneyland is the addition of Hyperspace Mountain to Space Mountain. Right. It's like that really cheap overlay that they throw on there. It's like you already have Star Tours. Now we have to turn over Space Mountain to Hyperspace Mountain. I sort of feel like now I, I kind of understand how people feel about the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay on the Haunted Mansion. It's like I came here for the original Haunted Mansion. But at least that is done well. Well, uh, so yes. can I ask a question? Of course. Yes, you can.
1: As a, star, as a non-Star Wars fan, but I'm asking this, mm-hmm. to you as a Star Wars fan, yeah. do you, does that appease you? Does that satisfy you? Do you think, oh, look, I'm happy now because there's Star Wars overlaid? Like, does no. that, does that? It annoys sa- me.
0: It frustrates me.
1: Okay. Because presumably they're doing it to entertain the Star Wars fans. But I don't think the Star Wars fans give a crap.
0: I think that if Star Wars fans really thought about it, they would be annoyed like me. Everyone should be like me on this scenario uh, because we already have Star Tours. Everything can't be Star Wars. You can't have Star Wars everything. So why are we going to take a classic ride and throw something, uh, another classic thing on it and make it, I don't know, better? I guess what I'd understand about Hyperspace Mountain is what was the point? Is Star Wars underrepresented in the parks? Well, okay, now we have a whole 14 acres of it you can go explore. Do we need to do this again? Well, apparently we do, because starting on April 29th, following a one-day refurbishment to make the switch, Hyperspace Mountain will return to Tomorrowland's Space Mountain Indoor Roller Coaster. It debuted at Disneyland back in 2015, appearing occasionally since then. It's one of the few themed overlays that Disneyland has used on Space Mountain since its 2003 rebuild. The hyperspace mountain overlay will return a week before Disneyland hosts the first of three hard ticket Disneyland after dark star Wars night events on May 3rd, 4th, and 27th (laughs) for some reason. The final night for that after hours event comes during the star Wars celebration fan convention at the nearby Anaheim convention center on May 26th through 29th. Disneyland has not yet announced an end date for hyperspace mountain. So we have no idea how long this thing will last. i yeah, I just I don't see the point of it anymore. I don't think it's particularly very good. I've ridden it a couple times, and it just sort of seems blah. I mean, it's one-day flip-over. It's a one-day refurb to what change out the projections and the music, and then that's that's it. I don't know. It doesn't seem very um, well thought out. It always seemed very haphazard. Well, if it's only taking one day, it can't be that elaborate, right? Right. Like, it's like
1: I can barely clean my apartment in one day, let alone le- re- couldn't do a Star Wars overlay in my apartment in one day.
0: You know? <laughs> no, think about it. Healthy. It takes longer to decorate for Christmas. It's, it's odd because it's just, I mean, if you think about all the things you can really do with that ride, there's not that many, right, with the ride itself. You can't do much. You change the music out, and then you add a couple of projections to it and maybe time some sound effects. That's really it. It's not like a big elaborate overlay with, like, working animatronics like Haunted Mansion and, and Nightmare Before Christmas you have maybe that big sort of like spaceship cruiser that's hanging out in the middle as you, as you walk into the loading area and you go around that, but you can't remove that or overlay it or whatever. So you can't really do anything with like the, the launching booth, you know, the the control center at the top can't really do anything with that. So what are you going to do? So I, I sort of get it, but also if it, if it doesn't look cool, then why are we doing it still? And then still, why are we doing it? Now we have star tours, hyperspace mountain, In Star Wars land. Good gravy.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Sometimes, do you ever feel like you're doing something for someone's review? Like at work, it'll be like, oh, we need you to go to this meeting about this. And I'm like, there's no meeting. That meeting is not necessary. But someone's going to put on their review that they coordinated that meeting. (laughs) And that was their – and now I have to take time out of my day so that you can tick off something that was on your review. Mm. And I think that's what the Imagineers are doing. They're like, oh, I executed the Space Mountain overlay. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we 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 conceptualized that again. We brought that back to high mm-hmm. guest satisfaction. and It's like, mm-hmm, you did, mm-hmm. Jennifer. Good job. And people do that's like what, it. We have, we have to go on that ride for some Imagineers review. That's what it is.
0: That's a good analogy. Or a
1: good <laughs> explanation, at least. It's an explanation. I think yeah. that's what's happening.
0: I mean, people do like the ride. I mean, people in the chat are like, oh, yeah, but it's sort of nostalgia at this point because it is just... It's just a tie it's a projection of a tie fighter. It, there's no story to. There's no nothing. It's just weird. I don't like the it. The chat doesn't know anything. They'd still That's go true. on it.
1: If it if it wasn't hyperspace mountain, RGH would still be queuing up to go on Space Mountain. Let don't That's let true. him fool you.
0: That's true. Right. That's true. <laughs> uh you want to do another Disneyland centric one? We'll take a little little breaky. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Um, apparently Disneyland is now adding a single rider line on the Spider-Man ride and you don't have to buy a lightning lane pass to do it. Oh, okay. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. I think, (laughs) I don't really (laughs) know, know. but it's also sort of confusing. It just adds to the confusion of how the fast pass single rider, what's going on here because they've taken away some single riders because you do want to use the lightning, but now, Now there's a single rider. It's just, what are we doing? Are we, is it a, is it a, I don't understand. But anyway, uh, Disney California adventure will offer a single rider queue starting March 24th on web slingers, a Spider-Man adventure for the first time. So now if you're looking to save some time and and money, apparently before slinging webs with Spider-Man, you can now cut to the front of the line If you're willing to be separated from your party or visiting on your own. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. You all know how single rider line works. I do think it's cool. Um, And, uh, you know, that's great. I think more rides should have a single rider line. Well, a lot of them, I don't know what happened
1: out there, but a lot of them went away here because of the pandemic. They wanted to take advantage of, you know, having an extra spot. It was easy for them to call that decreased capacity. You didn't want to have... You know, you're there, you're like party of three, and then who's gonna sit with the stranger? <laughs> who's gonna sit with the creep? And the creep was it, always me.
0: Yeah. You're always so like, Hi, like- I'm Jeremy. <laughs> Have you heard of my radio show? What's your favorite part of Illumination? <laughs> you're like the kid in line on a Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, I like the wizard of Oz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two points for getting the reference. I was I was worried that you weren't gonna understand my cool joke oh i got your cool joke thanks man
1: does the fact that i got it make it not cool no i I wonder about that (laughs) well you have a lot of confidence i i I like that thanks man
0: all right let's take a quick break we'll come right back we'll cover some more news here on ears up in depth And now, back to the show that's more fun than waiting in line for Peter Pan on a hot August Anaheim day. Ears up. All right, Jared, what do you got for us?
1: Well, Jace, it's for the bling that they go sprinting, but the supply (laughs) chain has the medals missing. (laughs) Run Disney. That's a good one. I will give you that one. Okay, thanks. Run Disney enthusiasts were shocked and dismayed today. Just another hot off the presses. You know, this is the hottest news. In case I haven't reminded you enough, Run Disney enthusiasts were shocked and dismayed today as an email communication from Run Disney came out to runners informing them of the possibility that this coming weekend's Run Disney races might not have medals available for the
0: participants. That would that would infuriate me. It would? Yeah, for sure. Because you want the thing. Right. Like,
1: it, it, well, I'll, I'll, well, I'll give you my opinions later. Okay. The brand new springtime surprise race event at Walt Disney World kicks off this Thursday evening with the Expedition Everest 5K. Saturday, runners will participate in a 10K race leading up to Sunday's Tower of Terror 10 miler. Disney blamed the potential absence of medals at this weekend's race on ongoing supply chain issues that the entire country has been facing. Those medals are probably on a container ship off the coast of Long Beach right now. Just bobbing in the (laughs) waves. The email stated, quote, in advance of the weekend events, we wanted to share with you the unfortunate possibility that our event medals may not arrive from our supplier in time for the event. Although we have been working to resolve this matter, we cannot guarantee at this time the medals will be available at the finish line. We understand that receiving a race medal is a special moment that epitomizes the hard work and dedication you've shown while training for the event. Please know that if the medals (laughs) do not arrive by race time, we will get the well-deserved medals. I mean, they are buttering us up. Oh, yeah, for sure. It minimizes the hard work. It's like, look, we're jocks. We know it. Okay. Uh, We will get the well-deserved medals to those who participated in the event in the most timely fashion possible. Well, not enough for me to prance around World Showcase with it on, having everyone congratulate me and being in awe of what a tremendous athlete I am.
0: That's right. Of making way for your calves and quads, you know. Get
1: out, everybody! Jock's coming through. <laughs> so that's that is sort of my point. Now I have to say, I went on Twitter. I was like, because the run Disney, no one takes them. My friend said this to me once: no one takes themselves more seriously than the amateur runner. Oh, for sure. And they are usually fired up about things like this, but they seem to be taking it all in stride everyone's just kind of all right hey look at you know just a heads up everybody looks like we might not get medals blah 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 i don't like that i want people to be mad yeah it's very confounding because then things do happen and that you wouldn't think are a big deal and they burn their houses down but this one it's <laughs> kind of like everyone's sort of pulling together and you know they're saying you know if you're only in it for the medals You know, you're not in it for the right reason.
0: Oh, my God. They do take me So there's we call in video games. We call that being sweaty. But it doesn't really it doesn't really translate over to runners because you you're sweaty. But like you're you're uh, try hard, like you're sweating at a video game. Right. Where like you're trying so hard to beat the other person to be good at the thing. It's like you're actually like sweating where most people are just having fun.
1: uh, It sounds like I thought it was like if you like somebody, you're like sweating them.
0: No. You know, like, oh, don't sweat me. Well, that's hip-hop culture. That's not, it's not video See, game See, I'm more in tune with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess being on the East Coast, I bet, bet that's probably more accurate than not.
1: Yeah, that's one of our sayings over here. That's right. The Springtime Surprise is a new race event that replaced the Walt Disney World Star Wars Half Marathon Weekend. So just on the back of yours where we've been adding Star Wars, this was a nice reprieve from mm. a Star Wars thing. <laughs> so that's gone springtime surprise is a race weekend where the theme will vary from year to year so it's normally like princesses in february and wine mm-hmm. and diners in november this is one that they're leaving open they can do what they want
0: nice that's
1: cool because, yeah and this year for the first one they decided to play on the nostalgic heartstrings of run disney runners and bring back races that have long since been retired It's been a number of years since the Tower of Terror 10-Miler or Everest 5K have been run. The Everest Challenge was originally run from 2008 until 2015, but will come back this Thursday night. The Tower of Terror 10-Miler was a race that lasted only three years from 2012 to 2014 before being discontinued Mm. due to construction at Hollywood Studios (laughs) for Steinworth's Galaxy's Engine New Adventure Hotel. Who cares? So...
0: The they should have the race run through the lobby of that stupid hotel. It's <laughs> like just totally break the, you know, I don't know, what you would call it, the fourth wall or the the bubble, I don't know.
1: <laughs> you guys are taking me out of it. Come on, you're taking me out of it.
0: I really thought this trendosian was going to um give me 10 blarklorks. Oh
1: god. Is that a real thing or did you just make that up? I made that up. Oh, I mean, Trinjozian is a
0: thing, but like Blop Glorks, no. I'd, no? Of something from Futurama or Rick and Morty or something like that. You could be a Star Wars writer, as it turns out. I should be. We are going. This race
1: will take runners from Epcot to Hollywood Studios through Galaxy's Edge and then back to the finish at Epcot. Runners participating all in all three races, the true jocks, such as myself, will receive an additional medal. Though not this weekend, it seems, for completing the springtime surprise challenge of all three races. Wow! So, uh, run Disney runners, a fickle group, potentially not getting their medals this weekend, but uh, they won't. So they won't be clanking around, that's for sure. But It'll they be seem much okay. Quieter with it.
0: in the parks in the afternoon yeah. without all that clinging and clanging. That is good. Uh, I'm shocked that they're okay with it. Good for them. Maybe we're growing as a species. We may be evolving a bit yeah. here. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, uh, you know, as you may know, uh, maybe you don't know. I've already learned, and I think you were um, on on the air with me when I learned this. That it's already officially springtime. I yes. learned this just the other day. That's interesting because it snowed here yesterday.
1: Didn't feel like
0: spring. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good lord. I was certain that change that the uh, springtime change happens in April, but apparently, I was incorrect at that. But with spring comes flowers, pollen, and the Easter holiday, and no park uh, does Easter celebration quite like Disneyland. This year, the park's Egg Extravaganza will be returning to Anaheim starting March 31st and will last until April 17th. In case you have never been to one of these, it's essentially a massive Easter egg hunt all over Disneyland, DCA, and a little bit of downtown Disney. Eggs that are painted with various Disney characters on them have been placed around the resort and guests try to see if they can find them all. It's a pretty fun way to pass the time between rides, actually, and it's a great way to see another layer of art and decoration that the cast members put on display. Have you ever been to uh, Disneyland during the egg... Uh, what is it called? egg excitement celebration? Extravaganza?
1: Well, I was there for Easter one year. In fact, I called into the show... Oh, you were recording around that. I was there that weekend for Easter, but I don't remember. I don't think I was there like Easter Sunday morning. So I don't remember seeing any any Easter egg.
0: Little egg arenas. All right. Uh, Sometimes the eggs are in the grass around the trees and sometimes they're on a window ledge. You got to look everywhere. And there are two ways to participate in the egg hunt. One. Well, you just look around and find the little eggies on your own with only a sense of completion as your reward. But number two, you can buy a game board. Yes, not one to shy away from making a little coin off the back of its guests. Disney is selling game boards to track your egg finds. For just nine ninety five plus tax, you can grab a game board and an accompanying sticker pack and seek out the eggs. When you're all done, you turn your game board in and pick up one of six collectible eggs to take home with you. Now, if it seems like you're just buying paper to then trade up for an egg, you are correct. You can just grab the game board and then go turn it in and still get your collectible egg. Hunting is not necessary. So you can literally just buy the thing, not even put a sticker on it, not even find the thing, and then go get your little collectible, then sell it on eBay. And then sell it on eBay. Exactly.
1: And that, you know what that
0: is? That's what
1: Jesus would have wanted us to do on Easter. Oh, I think so too. Pay for eggs and sell them, mark them up and sell them. <laughs> mark up.
0: them up, yeah. Um, in case you're interested, you can buy your game boards at the following locations in Disneyland Park, uh, 20th Century Music Company, Adventureland Bazaar, uh, Bonanza Outfitters, Disneyania, Le Petit Chalet, Pieces of Eight. There's there's actually like a bunch. I'm just sort of like reading off the ones that I think everybody would know. Pooh Corner, uh, it's a small world toy shop, and you redeem them. At one location, which is Plaza Point. In DCA, you can buy them at uh, Elias & Company, Oswald's, Ramon's House of Body Art, blah, blah, blah. And you redeem them only at Elias & Company store. And then Downtown Disney, you can buy them at uh, Disney Home, Disney Pin Traders, Mickey and Paradise at the Paradise Pier Hotel. Which is interesting, they consider the Paradise Pier Hotel part of Downtown Disney. Mm. Um, and you could redeem in two places in downtown Disney at Disney pin traders and world of Disney. And here's a little blurb at the end of this, uh, this little write up from, uh, the Disney parks blog. It says purchasing limits will, wow. Limit <laughs> Purchasing limits will apply and game boards are available while supplies last limit of six game boards per person. One surprise per game board. So, you can just go and buy six game boards and then go to the redemption place at Elias and Company or whatever, and, and you can get six eggs.
1: I don't understand. Leave it to Disney to confuse the Easter egg hunt, a time honored tradition. Everybody knows, everybody gets how it works. You look for the eggs, then. How is it that Disney has managed to make this more confusing? <laughs> you could do it for, it's like Genie or Genie Plus. You can mm-hmm. do it for free, but you could also pay. And it's yeah. better. Well, you can allegedly. do it for free, but you don't get anything. Right. I, I just don't understand this. It's an Easter egg hunt. Just let people find eggs. We don't need a game board and then have to take it to Elias and company and be like, here's the board. Give me the egg. I thought I was looking for eggs. What is happening? Now you get a collectible
0: egg. You get the thing that you've been seeking. Um it's too annoying it's ga- so this is so annoying. game board redemption is valid through April thirtieth, so the whole thing ends the seventeenth, but I guess if you still have a game board and you didn't make it, you can come back before the thirtieth and okay. uh um, you know whatever now, Jeremy, you might be asking what do eggs have to do with Easter? yeah, I don't really know what that's what that's about well, I'm about to tell you eggs have been used as a fertility symbol since antiquity. Eggs became a symbol in Christianity associated with rebirth as early as the first century AD via the iconography of the phoenix egg, and they became associated with Easter specifically in medieval Europe when eating them was prohibited during the fast of Lent. A common practice in England at the time was for children to go door-to-door begging for eggs on the Saturday before Lent began. So any eggs laid that week were saved and decorated to make them Holy Week eggs that were then given to children As gifts. Now, I know Disney isn't specifically saying Easter Bunny in their little game, but I've always wondered why there's a rabbit involved with the celebration of Easter, and this is what the internet told me. The Easter Bunny, also called the Easter Rabbit or the Easter Hare, is a folkloric figure (laughs) and symbol of Easter, depicted as a rabbit, sometimes dressed with clothes, bringing Easter eggs. Originating among German Lutherans, the Easter Hare originally played the role of a judge, evaluating whether children were good or disobedient in behavior at the start of the season of Eastertide, similar to the naughty or nice list made by Santa. as part of the legend. The creature, like just call it a rabbit. It's a a rabbit. The creature, the creature carries colored eggs in its basket, as well as candy and sometimes toys to the homes of children. As such, the Easter bunny again shows similarities to Santa and Christmas by bringing gifts to the children on the night before a holiday. The custom was first mentioned in George Frank von Frankenau's uh, work. It's in German. I don't know. It's called, the translation is about Easter eggs. In 1682, I'm referring to a German tradition of an Easter hare bringing eggs for the children. But it goes back farther than that to like uh, pagan rituals and stuff like that. So there you go. That's a little bit of the history of the Easter hare, Easter eggs, and the extravaganza at the Disneyland Resort.
1: Well, we I, is there a, a rabbit character that should sort of take center stage during Easter at Disneyland? I mean, or you, World? you would like,
0: you would think, but I wonder if that gets into too. I don't know. I mean, I was gonna say too religious, but the the Easter holiday is religious. Well, I don't know. It, it's touchy. <laughs> it's touchy. I, know. I mean, it's you... it's a spring celebration that was a pagan ritual that was converted to christian whatever like that's just all just known stuff so but i guess if you get too far into what we know as easter iconography then maybe people are going to be weirded out because there's like religion now coming into the parks but I easter eggs are there Easter
1: bunny is it, about as religious as santa claus is to christmas you know what i mean like yeah i f- and santa's in the
0: parade i think we should get a, oh, that's get a rabbit dress okay. him up Let's go. Bring them forward. Everybody gets their day. I think you're right. You know, I forgot that Santa is represented in the parks. Easter Bunny should be there, too. Let's sign a petition. As far as I understand, let's get changed.org.
1: Let's go. <laughs> From what I understand, Easter is a much bigger event at Tokyo Disneyland. I have Tokyo Disneyland Easter music CDs. Really? Yes.
0: What are they? What are
1: they like? weird okay <laughs> <You> <laughs> maybe i'll do. play them on easter sunday i you have them that. randomly they're not anything wonderful to listen to but they do they have like an easter parade and it's like hippity hoppity mm, 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 you know?
0: <laughs> so yeah like orthodox easter which is what i we celebrate you know um is uh april 24th which i know is not like christian easter this year but we do eggs too we dye them i was red gonna ask you because, if you do eggs yeah because we're very violent culture and uh you know it needs to be bloody what does that mean i don't know i'm just kidding I'm just <laughs> we dye them e- we we dye the eggs red to like symbolize the blood of christ i guess and i'm saying That's this is like the a, greeks do it's uh orthodox yeah you're orthodox well i was look I was baptized Orthodox, but I wouldn't say I'm practicing. <laughs> but Boy, that's I didn't like you were like, so pious. Yeah, it's like Greek Orthodox. Um, I don't know. It's what we've always done in my family. And so it's more of like doing the tradition rather than celebrating the meaning behind the tradition kind of a thing. Sure. All the styrophics and, you know, smacks to see who wins luck for the year or something like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. Do you allow Taryn to do some pastel eggs as well? Or is this a, a,
0: well, uh, a if she earns, strict if regime? She, if she earns the right, yes. <laughs> <Wait>. Yeah, <No. laughs> yeah we, we dye eggs. We do all sorts of stuff, man. Well, it's that fun. sounds fun. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever, what are you going to do, man? Yeah. yeah. It's all about just sort of like reclaiming the small little moments in your childhood. We're like, oh, yeah. My grandma used to give me a red egg every Easter. And I think that's cute and whatever. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Traditions are nice to keep alive. It's something to do. It's something to do. That's exactly what Sitting around staring. (laughs) Making dirty Martys.
1: Um, (laughs) You got anything else? Well, I didn't write anything up, but there was some talk on the internet about a refurb coming to Disney's Grand Floridian Lobby. Yes. And I'm a little...
0: You were heated about this.
1: I'm very heated because... I feel like it, this is a steady drum, like it's a cadence of, with regularity of just news about something else they're going to change and ruin. And now it could be written in the headline that I read. Nothing official has come out from Disney. So this is nothing like what we learned about Polynesian last week where we saw concept art and they really teased it. This is people just kind of hearing stuff and predicting and seeing what's already changed at the resort and saying this is what they're doing. Okay. Um, so until we have a bit more n- uh, hard news or announcement or concept art, we should reserve some judgment. But it's all about a, under a modernization of the Grand Floridian. And some of it has already come true so they there was this lounge there called misner's lounge and it was just a you know a, a little bar or whatever and they changed it to the enchanted rose but the enchanted rose has a really modern vibe it's hmm. not victorian it doesn't you know the the rest of the lobby feels very traditional and victorian and it of does. course it has modern amenities but it has a victorian <laughs> yeah. style it's
0: like phones yeah sure
1: <laughs> like push buttons right yeah. but when you walk into Enchanted Rose, it definitely doesn't. Enchanted Rose would not have been in that in in a, in a Victorian hotel like that, and it does. It just feel has a really modern, glitzy. It's like you walked into Lisa Vanderpump's living room, if you know who that is. So it's just a just did think she of invent, like a Beverly Hills.
0: Did she invent the gas pump? pump. No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah.
1: She's a real housewife or full, former real housewife. Oh, damn. So it's just a bit. It's just don't modernize that hotel give us you know they just don't seem to be paying attention to what we want mm. and it's like the analogy i said last week like i've never stayed at grand floridian i've never been to japan but i was sad when an earthquake hit it you know like i, I don't want people ruining things that are this is sacred ground it's the grand floridian stop changing it
0: yes i, I agree it like, we stayed get, there when we went in 2015, I think it was. That's right. And it, looked, it looks great. It's not my vibe, but I remember I would much rather stay at the Poly, and uh, I think Taryn agrees with me, too, but she had a great time, and we stayed there because of her and whatever. But I remember being sort of floored by the the immenseness of that lobby. I mean, it is big the space is open uh there's a lot of what is the off white or ivory you know color maybe like a cream white or whatever that's right. everywhere it sort of works really well there's a lot of bright lights in there the de- the decor is awesome that grand staircase with the elevator it's just the whole thing is amazing the birdcage cage, the birdcage the and we spent yeah we spend a bunch of time just walking around there looking at that and it does sort of like take you back in time to a place you've never been, a place you've never known, which is, I think is what Disney does really well when they hit the nail on the head is they take you to a place that you've never been to, but you feel like you've been there before. It's hard right. to do. And I think the Grand Floridian does that in, 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 in some way. To change that, I, I mean, I don't know how you would modernize it, but, um, and still have it the Grand Floridian. I don't know. I hope it's a rumor. I hope it's a rumor. But I, But then again, I guess like, you don't want to keep things moving to a certain extent, don't you? I don't know. I don't think you modernize something that is meant to not
1: be to not not have be a modern aesthetic. There's yeah. a, okay. a friend of mine said on, um, on Instagram, that's why we have Victorian style and we have modernist style. Mm. They're separate things. Yeah. And the problem is, is you're not going to feel transported if they all start becoming homogenous. Okay, the grand is not everyone's vibe. I get that. Contemporaries also not everyone's vibe. Polynesian's not everyone's vibe. Craftsman architecture at the Wilderness Lodge, not everybody's vibe. But if you have all those different things, that's great and you have options. But when you look at Riviera feels the same as Coronado because they've re- they've just added these two towers. You can't you forget I forget which one I'm in when I'm in there. So it's <laughs> right. Like, okay, are we at, oh, is that Coronado? You would never confuse Polynesian for Grand Floridian. They are so different. But they're starting to make these hotels seem so homogenous. And I think it's really losing something, all in the idea of it's got to be modern. Well, I agree. You have to keep things, you you need upkeep. When the carpet gets frayed, you have to replace it. When the paint starts to chip, you have to repaint it. You have to make sure you have cable TV and and high-speed internet. You have to have all that. But don't change the design aesthetic that's my piece
0: yeah i mean the way the reason i like it for what it is is because it seems sort of clean with all that bright white not really bright but you know sort of like dull white it just seems it's like a different it's a different feeling when you go in there um yeah i mean look you're right what are you gonna do modernize everything it's just gonna be the hyatt refresh every five years Yeah, that's exactly right well welcome to our hyatt um, I got something else for you, Jeremy, before we close out the show. You ready? Let's hear Are you, were it. Are you done?
1: Did Let's I go. step on you? All right,
0: here we go. The week that was in clickbait news. All right, Jeremy. Well, it's been a while since we've heard the handsome, uh, sultry tones of that uh, intro segment or intro yeah. music or whatever. But, uh, you know, and there's been a lot of clickbait news coming out but this one was too good to pass up it's uh, again from our friends over at Inside the Magic uh, written by uh, specifically someone called um, Rebecca Barton and she writes the following headline Disney Parks Aladdin actors are reportedly allowed to kill guests reportedly what report is that on of all of the Absolute monstrosities ever created and, and allowed to exist by this website. This is the most stupid, brain-dead phrase anybody has ever put to a digital paper. It's just dumb. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. OK, so here's, so what's here's the, the story behind. This? Here's the yeah, story. I,
1: I know you bit the bait.
0: Here's the I, I did. And I didn't want to. but People in discord are like I can't wait to hear about that story. I'm like, God, now I have to right. like do the Look, thing.
1: You're doing the work so that these people don't have to. That's why this is correct. Patreons.
0: Well, and so this is what's going on. So, of course, it's you know, whether you think working as a character performer at a Disney park would be a dream job or a nightmare role. There's no denying the fact that the position is unique. That's a sentence. It that's literally the that's if if this was a, a, a steak, if this article was a steak, that would be the gristle. It's just the, the, the this thing that what is this? There's no flavor in it. It's annoying to read. It makes no sense. It doesn't even prime the pump to tell me what I'm gonna even read about. I hate it.
1: That sentence makes me think of when I'm like, how do I cook shrimp scampi? <laughs> and then I go to a website and it's like shrimp scampi is a great meal for any time of the year. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I scroll down, I see it, and then it's like I like to make it with a little extra lemon and not as much garlic cuz my kids like this. And it's like, okay, all right, all right. If you want to do it, you should prepare it with a like extra salt, not we're not going to tell you how much, so check the recipe. And then you keep and it's just like all this like its little bits of not and you're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and then finally all the way at the bottom there's the recipe.
0: There's right the recipe. Here. Yeah. Uh, Exactly right. The next sentence is after um, is after a photo and then a hyperlink for related like a a related another story. Um, And then the next sentence, after all, not everyone gets to wake up every day and first of all, you have everyone and every in the same sentence. So that's bad writing. But uh, and play a Disney princess, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Winnie the Pooh or other iconic Disney character. And uh, all the characters names are hyperlinked back to other articles. So it's just, it's just a click farm, and that's what you, you do, I guess. Click um, farm. I never heard that. I like that. Yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, <clears throat> it goes on and on. There's another photo. There's another blah, blah, blah. Recently, the proud Disney nerds Instagram account shared what is perhaps one of the most unique paragraphs in the Disney Parks cast member handbook. Okay? Okay. That's the sentence. This reporter, quote, unquote, this blog writer, this writer, quote, unquote, <laughs> is already... Confirming, based on what we assume would be her research, Rebecca, that this is in the Disney Parks cast member handbook. Right. The next sentence, the stipulation reportedly applies only to actors who portray Aladdin at Disney properties. Okay. Then it's another picture. Then it's another link. (laughs) Per the post, the handbook's park safety section purportedly reads... Now, is it purportedly reads if the person posted a picture of it? Then it's if whatever. Like, are you are right. you is it are you using that word as a way to say like, well, maybe that's what it is, but I don't know because I didn't check. Because if I'm wrong, if this is fake, then I'm then I then it's purportedly I don't know.
1: Right, and if you're a reporter, why aren't you why aren't you checking that? Why aren't you saying it supposedly
0: reads like no? Does it read? Does it say that or not? Exactly. Uh, here's what it says. Although we want every Disney guest to have fun, our number one priority is safety. Because of this, Aladdin will never, under any circumstances, kill a park guest unless it is absolutely necessary to save the lives of a greater number of park guests. This is referred to as Aladdin's exemption. Now, if you read that, Jeremy, as a human being with a brain, a functioning brain, I don't know how much, maybe 50%, maybe 70, who knows, it depends. Would you believe that? Would you think that that's an actual thing in the Disney Parks cast member handbook, as Rebecca has stated it is? Would you believe that? No, I don't believe that. Does it make any sense? Of course. Sense? No, because it's the dumbest thing. Like a, a 10-year-old would write this about a, a story that, you know what I mean? The 10-year-old would make this up. Right. But a grown adult would not believe this to even, not even entertain the fact that this is true. It goes on. Commenters on the post also chimed in. With Hell's Bell 13 asking a valid question. Now, this question is going to be valid, as Rebecca states, based on the thing where someone's allowed to kill people. Here it is. Here's the (laughs) valid question. I'm confused. Does this mean that Aladdin is the only one allowed to kill guests as long as it's for the safety of other guests? Or does it mean that everyone other than Aladdin is allowed to kill any guest without reason? That's the valid question that Rebecca... That's thinks. Not this is a valid. This is this is this is the, uh, the validity benchmark for for Rebecca as far as her reporting goes. Mm. <sighs> anyway, blah blah blah. Fun and games aside, Disney has not confirmed at any point that this is actually in the cast member character actor handbook. But it does seem like Aladdin's exemption would be difficult to make up. No, it's folklore. If it, this is like, <laughs> so she's saying that she thinks it's real because who could make this up <laughs> this is the this is the level of brain activity that we're getting out of out of bloggers like rebecca from inside the magic i don't understand it it's just the dumbest way to approach anything clearly it's made up even if it's really in the handbook someone had to make up that to put it in the handbook you dunce So, yeah, and it's a joke. It's probably has something to do with like a script that he
1: might say or, you know, it's something. But she does use a lot of it seems purportedly. There's a there's a lot of qualifying words that she uses to before she starts any anything.
0: Right. Yes, definitely. So I jumped in the comments. There's only 13 comments. Sure. Why not? What are you going to do? I'm already here. You know, they've already got my money, whatever. And people are like the first one is something about a JPEC slander. I'm like, okay, for sure. The great, the easy one. Then it starts getting worse. Uh, James oh, says, geez, do at least 20 seconds of research. This was a satirical handbook released by click hole way back in 2015. We just trawling old Reddit threads for anything with the word Disney in it. Now, <laughs> um, Trish says, why did this article start out like this? I only read it because I wasn't sure what it meant. This is a silly article. I wish that it did not waste my time by reading it. Uh, Fiona says, you know, you should have done your research. This was a clickhole satire book from about five years ago. So no, no one's allowed to kill at Disney parks. And Kathy goes, hard to believe anyone took this article seriously. And people are just going on and on. Thissa says a proper journalist would do in-depth research before posting to a popular quote news blog attempting to be legitimate. <laughs> Uh, well,
1: but, yeah uh, so here's, they're not a popular news I mean they're popular, I suppose they get a lot of clicks, but they're yeah. not
0: a news site, surely they've, no, they've they've just they've gone so far beyond Oh, it's disgusting. So I looked it up. So here's the thing from Click Hole, uh, which is obviously uh, very satirist I mean it's it's obviously not real. It's on Click Hole. It's not real. Walt Disney World: How to Play Aladdin: Do's and Don'ts? Who is Aladdin? The first sentence tells you automatically Aladdin is the street urchin who owns a blue slave. I mean, come on, this, this is not a Disney thing. Jesus. He wears a tiny red hat and is extremely poor when interacting with the public. Aladdin should always keep in character and try to steal money or food by any means possible short of physical violence. And actually the word violence is misspelled. Aladdin uses trickery and charisma to steal, not brute strength. Aladdin is Muslim, but not especially religious. Um, And it's just like, I don't know, dude. Um, All of the clothes you were issued are very filthy because Aladdin is homeless. Disney costumers have worked hard to cover the clothing with foul smelling street grime. And you will be held responsible should you clean your outfit in any way. So this is what it's from. Aladdin thinks slavery is sometimes okay. (laughs) Anyway, this is where we're at with Inside the Magic and Rebecca and all of these people. It's just, I can't tell if they're actually not trying or if they're very clever.
1: Well, in a vacuum, because as, as you were reading the story earlier, I was like, you know what? Maybe they're just having a good time and it's just, for, if this is all just fun. It's just like something to do in your free time. Like, oh, mm-hmm. let's just check out and see what this is, you know? Unfortunately, they didn't even get back to the click hole argument. Like, if, the, if that was what it was, right. she would have finished the argument and said, Ha ha. turns out this was a satire. Check this out. It's from click. It's a click holding, you know, like go back yeah. to it. But she kind of left it hanging in a weird way. What? So it's I I do think if it was just playful and fun and it's like, oh, let's just go read bull crap on their website, that would be fine. But the problem is in the whole context of their website, it's a constant it's constantly trying to fool us. There's a lot of stuff that's not so seems so far-fetched that they're using to try to click get us to click and that's the problem is like this is this isn't one isolated incident this is one of a whole constellation of problems coming from inside the magic.
0: correct i agree and it it was she was using very validative language as well like in that first sentence this is from the disneyland character your cast member's handbook period end of sentence end of thought and it's like it's not So I agree. If you wanted to report on the satire, because it's you know funny, I don't know, whatever, it's something to read. You're right about it, right about that, and how this was a like a a funny satire piece, and you know this is funny. Well, exactly, that's
1: right. Hey, I dug this up from a few years ago, made me laugh. Thought I would share it. That's that's a better way to do this, right? And it's sort of honest way.
0: Well, yeah, for sure. Yes, definitely more honest because now you're getting people literally going. I had to find out what this meant. And that's all they're trying to do. And this is what bugs me about it, is because it's fooling Disney fans like that one lady who just wanted to read something cool. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I don't know what this meant, so I clicked on it, and now I'm really disappointed. Right. How do you feel good about yourself by taking money from... Not taking money, because it's ad money, so who cares, right? But, like, you're fooling people to trigger a payout for you, and I just think that's sleazy. I don't like it. Bogs
1: but me. isn't isn't there... I mean, no one falls for this and then continues to click on Inside the Magic. I mean, eventually you learn your lesson. I'd probably fallen for it five to ten times, and then I was like, that's it. They're <laughs> muted in my feed because I, I just know that this is going to be ridiculous. There's never anything good.
0: The so, only reason I haven't muted them is so I can report them in my feed for misleading or sensational journalism. Right. That's it. Um, but yeah. sometimes – I got to do it. I got to do it for the culture. So I did it here. If you have any incentive magic, that's what I want to do. I want to set up a service. So I will be the only one to click on these. And then uh if you send me an article and then I will send you back, I'll just copy and paste the relevant like thing. Like, here you go. Save you. clip. Well- there were a lot of people sort of retweeting them or responding
1: in the comments. Because I did see this. Mm -hmm. someone Because someone wrote, stop clicking on Inside the Magic. That was all they put. That was their tweet. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, what are they up to? And then I I somehow saw it. And people were, quote, like taking screenshots of it and saying, this is what they're posting. I just saved you the click. yes
0: And that's got to hurt them. Probably not enough, but yeah I mean I think they can't like that yeah they can't I mean I wonder uh, Mr. P was like I wonder what they're going to post on April Fool's Day and, and I was wondering that too I wonder if they're actually going to post like legitimate news that is actually well defined <laughs> and well represented accurate not sensationalist whatever
1: well I guess we'll we won't have to wait too long it's coming up <laughs> in a
0: couple of days
1: yeah let's, let's keep our eyes out on that or uh, you at least I'm not going to
0: <sighs> yeah unfortunately I'm I will well you know what we need you to. <laughs> That's true. Alright, Jer. Well, hey, another great show, Down the Tubes. <laughs> this was our 60th. This is our 60th show. Just in time for the 60th anniversary of Disneyland. Has that already happened? No. That was yeah, a while way
1: ago. back. That was in 2015. Damn. This is uh, It's cool. our
0: diamond show. I'm so cool, dude. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 60th. That was so old. Yeah, I know. Um, All right, everybody, join us on—I believe it's the seventh of uh, so next week on uh, Thursday. We're going to have Dan and Eric from the Supreme Resort, and we're going to be ranking every land in Disneyland. So Supreme Resort um, ears up crossover show should be a good time. Oh my word! And then I believe on the twenty-first we have the great Tom Amin back on the show. He has a new album coming out? So we're gonna. So, Jared, if you want to. participate in that show, you're, you're more than welcome. I know Tom, last time he was on, left us with a bunch of questions, so I think we have to ask him a bunch and more questions.
1: I'm really getting yeah, a good you out of that guy. I believe he has a new album coming out, so it would be interesting yeah. to hear about that.
0: Yeah, it would be fun. Alright everybody, thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, in the meantime listen to Spectroradio.us. We got uh, you know our show over there, which is what is it called? The Disneyland Ears Up Resort um, Puts You to Bed or something? Whatever it's called. <laughs> it's called.
1: Go to Bed with Ears Up. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's the ear. It's Ears Up's
0: Disneyland Takeover. There you go. Thursdays and Sundays at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Perfect. Noo- noon Disney World, 9 Disneyland. We should have just played the drop that's on the station. Yeah, we should have, but whatever. Go to Spectroradio.us and you'll hear it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Uh, until next time, we'll see you later.